If your litter box could talk, what would it say to you? Good morning, lovely day, isn't it? Or perhaps, what's up with all the clay dust and chemicals you're laying on me and the cat? If that's the case, consider World's Best Cat Litter. It's virtually dust-free, quick clumping, and lasts twice as long as clay litter. And because it's made from corn, it's chemical-free and a naturally safe choice. World's Best Cat Litter, the number one selling natural litter brand for a reason. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. It's gonna be spectacular. It'll be like my huge adnoids are coming right at you in 3D. I'm a Here's what you do. You send your personal assistant down to one of these Walgreens stores. They pick up these glasses. One lens is red, the other one's green. I'm telling you, it's Bonkos! You put on these 3D glasses, and it'll be like Ripper's skeleton is coming right at you! I'm telling you, the whole thing is Bonkos! Ripper just told me that our very special guest is gonna be... Are you ready for this now? Are you ready? It's gonna look like that huge dead possum he wears on his head for hair is coming right at you! No! I'm telling you, it's gonna be bonkers! Thank God it's not still Regis and Kathy Lane! The whole thing would be bonkers! The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Nobody can tell you There's only one song worth singing They may try and sell you Cause it hangs them up
Welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together you and I cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates across Canada, the United States, Central America, South America, the Caribbean, the Pacific Rim, and now in 20 Asian countries. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one 877 That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 528 8255 My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, you can chat with me here in our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada by using the MSN Messenger address talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And of course, our website, www.xzoneradio.com. On tonight's show, we have John Welshson's. We're going to be talking about when prayers aren't answered, how to find comfort in a world full of destruction and danger. Nina Hess will also be with us uh, with a practical guide to monsters. Elizabeth Joyce, one of the world's greatest psychics, will be doing psychic readings for one and all who give us a call at 1-877-5288-255. Now that is an hour number three. And hour number four, I'm going to ask you the the following question. Did the United States really go to the moon? Number one, is there a connection between the conspiracy theory of the lunar landing and the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. And was Apollo 13, remember that when Houston we have a problem, was that a PR gimmick that was dreamt up by NASA because by the time Apollo 13 came around, nobody cared anymore whether the rockets were going up, what was going on. The interest had been lost. So was this Apollo 13 disaster a PR stunt. Interesting question, isn't it? Now, if the United States of America was able to pull a PR stunt off the size of Apollo 13 to get the interest of the nation back into this space race, which, you know, has connotations beyond your belief, and we'll be talking about that in the fourth hour, is it also possible, or does the fact that Apollo 13 may have been a publicity hoax. Does this also shine light on what the intention and the uh, the feasibility of the United States actually perpetrating 9-11? Is there a common tie? Well, we're going to be talking about that in hour number four. When I come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking about when prayers aren't answered. And it's by our first guest of tonight, John E. Welshans. And he is also the author of Awakening from Grief. My name's Rob McConnell, and this is The X-Zone. And I'd like to say hi to Night Angel, who's listening to us on the Internet and who is chatting with me here in our studio. And we'll be back on the other side as yours truly, Rob McConnell, and my producer tonight, the one and only Superman in White Springs, Florida, return with our first guest as The X-Zone com- uh, commences for tonight, right here, live. 
the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. And now... cope in a world where uncertainty is the status quo? How do we have faith when serious issues such as Iraq, Hurricane Katrina, and Virginia Tech strike with random unpredictability? Why keep praying when God allows people to be killed from roadside bombs or major earthquakes every day? Well, these are some of the questions that our guest is going to answer, John Walshens. Uh, he's, um, He's the author of a book entitled When Prayers Aren't Answered. It's by New World Library, and it was published and released in October this year. Uh, John does not uh, shrink from looking directly into some of life's most difficult, challenging experiences, such as being diagnosed with cancer, going through a divorce, seeing a loved one off to war. He neither ignores suffering nor attempts to put a smiling face on otherwise tragic circumstances. But he is going to try and teach us how to use the painful circumstances in life as fuel for our spiritual journey. And John Walshen, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. Nice to be with you. Nice talking to you, John. I, I've got a question for you. Sure. All right, if, if prayers don't always uh, come in the form we've asked, how do we know when our prayers are actually being answered? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, I thought you'd appreciate it. <laughs> well, you know... Uh, my sense is that, um, and, and let me just say right up front, uh, what I'm offering in this book is some ideas that might be helpful in times when the world just doesn't make sense. And one of the things that doesn't make sense that I've seen in my life is that there have been times when prayers appeared to be answered in a most dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm and other times when they appeared to have been ignored for weeks, months, and years at a time. So, um, you know, there, I spoke with a number of friends of mine when I started writing the book, one of whom was a, a rabbi in Massachusetts, and I asked him what his feelings were about unanswered prayer, and mm-hmm. he said, well, there are three things. Uh, first of all, that it may be that in the world to come, or meaning in his terminology in heaven, uh, that 
uh, all prayer is prayer of praise and thanksgiving. That is not asking for anything, but just being grateful for what we have. Uh, the second is that uh, that we have no way of knowing if what we're asking for is the best thing for us or for the other people who are involved. And the third thing he said was, I think God can say no. Uh, that's the thing we don't like to hear. But mm. um, So uh, I'm going to jump ahead and just say that when circumstances align themselves, so it looks like a prayer has been ignored or hasn't been answered or uh, whatever, um, my sense and my experience is that there is always something else that we can go to in terms of spiritual awakening and spiritual growth. In other words, there, that I have worked with people going through some of the most difficult circumstances that human beings can experience, and I've seen that many people who have gone through unbelievable suffering have come out the other end happy. You know, I think of, for instance, the Dalai Lama today, who was in Washington. Yes. Uh, who's been? He, he's really has seen humanity at its worst, and basically had his country stolen from him, and had you know watched his people being slaughtered in the most cruel, inhumane fashion. And yet he smiles all the time. Now, how does that happen? It doesn't mean that he ignores what happened, or that he has ever given up on his quest to get his country back. But he, in the midst of all that, remains happy. So uh, I think that the uh, question of whether or not the prayer has been answered, um, sometimes we can't answer that question, but what we can do is find a place of peace and joy and love and contentment inside ourselves. How do you feel about uh, the current uh, popularity of the secret and the law of attraction? Well, you know, that's very interesting. Um, actually, some of the people who are involved with The Secret are friends of mine. And, um, but I think, and I, I think that the law of attraction is certainly a law, but uh, it's not the totality of the reality of our lives. Um, that is to say, I mean, in my own life, my, my parents were married by Norman Vincent Peale, you know, the grandfather of positive thinking. And... Um, and it's obvious that our experience of life can change dramatically if we can harness our thought patterns and change them from primarily negative patterns to positive patterns. I mean, that, can, that in itself changes our lives. Um, but there are other forces at work. I don't think that everything bad that happens to us is a result of our own negative thinking. I think that, uh, that that's a very limited view, uh, and it leaves an awful lot of people dangling. You know, everybody will rush to buy a new book or to go to a new workshop or something that, that teaches us how to get everything we want, <laughs> supposedly. Everybody's looking for the easy solution to a hard yeah. problem, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, uh, what I've seen is that uh, that would be all well and good. I'm in favor of anything that brings people to happiness. You know, True. but uh, but ultimately, I see a lot of people questioning after they've tried to apply those kinds of of uh, teachings in their own lives that uh, they come out the other end kind of embittered and even more confused because it didn't work for them. So what I'm offering, and where prayers aren't answered, is a different perspective, so that you can see that there will be times in life when things will go well, and we'll enjoy those. 
And when things don't go well in our lives, doesn't mean that we have lost our ability to be happy, joyful, to be peaceful, and to be loving. Those are the things that really bring us happiness, ultimately. All right. Why does God allow events like 9-11, Katrina, tsunamis, and school shootings like Columbine and Virginia Tech to happen? Well, you know, I think that we have um, what is called in theological circles an anthropomorphic view of God. That means that, that it, it, it's so hard for us to conceive of what God might be mm-hmm. that the only thing we can do is identify him or her or it, <laughs> generally in terms of him, as a very large and complex human being who somehow looks like us and thinks like us and acts like us and is sort of a grand puppeteer, if you will, you know, kind of sitting on a cloud somewhere pulling the strings on Earth and causing everything that happens to happen. Um, I don't really experience it that way. I'm really, in, in point of fact, um, much more drawn to um, the Buddhist view, which is that, I mean, Buddhism is often accused of being an atheistic religion. It really isn't. Buddha simply said, whatever God is, has got to be so extraordinary and vast and incomprehensible that we could never understand it with our human mind. So why even confuse ourselves by trying, in a sense? You know, and what happens when we try? You know, then suddenly my idea of God is better than your idea, and pretty soon we're fighting with each other and killing each other over whose idea of God is better. So that's all background to your question, which is how do these tragic events happen on Earth? Well. You know, there's a whole chapter in When Prayers Aren't Answered about the question why. And the problem with the question why is, and we all ask it, we have human minds, our human minds question, and we want to know. We want to have a rational explanation for everything. And what I've seen in individual circumstances with parents whose children have died, with wives whose husbands have died, with people who have had, you know, young athletic men who have had spinal cord injury and wind up in a wheelchair. Um, You know, what I've seen over and over again is that there is no answer to the question, why does this happen? But that doesn't mean that we can't be happy. Well, if if there is no reason to why things happen, then where does pre-planned destiny, as described in most theological books, come into play? Well... (laughs) <laughs> you know, there, a lot of that could be traced to uh, to subtle and not so subtle efforts on the part of uh, theological hierarchies. That is the you know the authoritarian mm-hmm. structures of different churches and, and religions to maintain control over people's lives in one way or another. And um, so, does this mean they lied to us? Uh, well, I don't know that I would use that word, Rob. But <laughs> Why not? Why not? Let, let's but call a spade maybe, a spade here. Uh, let's call a spade a spade. If they made this up just to use it as a control factor, that's a lie. And if we can prove that that was a lie, how much more have they lied about? Right? Uh-oh. Did I scare him off, uh, Superman? <laughs> Oh, geez, don't you just love it when they can't take a question? 
You just have to say, well, why do you want to come on a talk show and ask, try and sell a book or flog a book that says when prayers aren't answered and you tell me that what they're saying is not the truth and when you call it a lie, they get upset and hang up. Makes no sense to me. All it shows is that maybe the author's a lie too. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. But if you dare to believe and dare to be heard, I'm just not going to stick around and ask you the questions that you uh, you want me to ask you. That's not how this show works. Have the conviction of what you're saying. I'm not going to sit here and go, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, really? Ooh, wow, golly, gee, Batman. doesn't work that way here. People want to know? You want to come on the show? Then be prepared for some hardcore questions. My name's Rob McConnell, and as you can see, this is the X-Zone. So another one that we mark with a DNR, which means do not rebook. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. As the Exxon continues, we're right here live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. And we will be back after the news from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees.
And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and um, later on tonight I'm going to be doing one hour of the lunar conspiracy. Did the U.S. really land on the moon, and why the sudden interest in going back to the moon? Does it have anything to do with the fact that China is going to the moon? And what would they find if they landed at Tranquility Base? Would they find uh, the first lunar mission uh, remnants? I've got my doubts about that. In fact, I was on uh, British uh, radio today talking about that, the the, um, lunar conspiracy and what really happened. Now, there was a movie um, that was out, and do you think I can remember the name of the movie right now, that depicted... Uh, Capricorn 1, that was it. Capricorn 1, uh, ironically, O.J. Simpson was in it. <laughs> Sam Waterton and uh, James Brolin were the three astronauts who were on a Mars mission. And what happened was, uh, as they were in orbit around the Earth, uh, they were told that they were to come back down. And the entire mission was staged from a sound stage in the desert somewhere. Now, was this somebody blowing the lid off of the fact that the U.S. never went to the moon? Like, let's let's go back in time. You know, here we are in the Cold War, right? The Russians have launched Sputnik. It's orbiting the Earth. Then they launch an animal into space. And by this time, the Americans are getting really nervous about their security. Like, if they can put a satellite into space that's orbiting, and they can put an animal... And then, re, you know, the animal comes back to Earth. What else could they put up there with their with the uh, technology that they have for lifting huge payloads into space? Well, just imagine this. Here we are, like I said, in the Cold War. And America makes this stand that they are going to go to the moon. Was this all a charade in order to bring America back together? A common fight, like here we are. The you know we're on the edge of uh, eve of destruction, as Barry McGuire would say. Nuclear destruction. Everybody's totally in shambles. We've got Khrushchev sending missiles to Cuba. Is it possible that the United States concocted the entire lunar mission in order to give the citizenry a false sense of security? Is it possible? Well, let's look at it this way. The Russians were definitely ahead of the space race. They put the first um, satellite in orbit, the first animal in orbit, the first men in orbit. And they also sent a, a probe to the moon, retrieved rocks, and the probe returned to Earth. Why did the U.S. actually send men to the moon? Here's a little clip about the lunar objective that I'd like you to listen to, Exxon Nation. Dr. Von Braun, how would you say we stand in relation to the Russians, and do you think we can ever catch up? I'm convinced that in the space field, the Russians are ahead of us, particularly in uh, large weightlifting capability, and uh, that at the moment, the problem is not so much to catch up, but first build up the working speed that they have already demonstrated. After we are running as fast as they do, there's still a considerable gap to close, and only uh, the future will tell whether we'll manage to close that gap. We cannot and will not ever get into this race as we should, so long as all of our objectives are short-term objectives. 
We've got to have no finite end to our objectives. The end of our objectives should be as far as we can see at any given time. But right now, we need a 10 to 12 year program that has as its ultimate goal the man domination of space. And if we don't, we're going to be in trouble. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. We must assure our preeminence in the peaceful exploration of outer space, focusing on an expedition to the moon in this decade. But when President Kennedy was questioned by members of the media about the U.S. Uh, being second to the USSR in the space race, this is what he said. President, President uh, a member of Congress said today that he was tired of being seeing the United States second to Russia in the space field. I suppose he speaks for a lot of others. What is the prospect that we will catch up with Russia and perhaps surpass Russia in this field? However tired anybody may be, and uh, no one is more tired than uh, uh, than I am, uh, it is a fact that it uh, uh, it's going to take some time, and I think we have to recognize it. They secured these large boosters which have led to their being first in Sputnik and led to their first uh, putting their man in space. We are, I hope, uh, going to be able to uh, carry out our efforts with due regard to the problem of uh, the life of the man involved uh, this year. But uh, we are behind. All right, so there you've got the President of the United States, uh, President John F. Kennedy, who was basically saying, you know, like, look, we're behind, they've got the technology, there's really nothing we can do except try to catch up and surpass them. Well, there's one little scientific, uh, how should I best say this, little scientific um, anomaly, that's a good word, that very few people have heard of that affects the space, uh, manned space program, and it's called the Van Allen Radiation Belts. I'm going to play a clip t- uh, for all you Exxon Nation from uh, Bart Sebrell's A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. The greatest government cover-up of all time. And this uh, DVD is available at www.moonmovie.com. Just listen to this and then ask yourself, did the U.S. really go to the moon? Unbeknownst to the citizenry, high above the Earth, beginning at an altitude of 1,000 miles and extending an additional 25,000 miles, lay lethal bands of radiation called the Van Allen Radiation Belts. Every space mission in history with humans on board, from both the United States and Soviet Union, from the first in 1961 to the present, has been well below this deadly radiation field. Mercury, Gemini, Soyuz, Skylab, the Space Shuttle, all maintained altitudes well below 1,000 miles. All except Apollo. The more experienced Soviets spent 100 hours in space for every 20 hours of the U.S., In order to survive the hour-and-a-half journey through this radiation field necessary to reach the moon and return, solid lead shielding between the astronauts and the exposure outside would be required. The mammoth Saturn V rocket used by Apollo was already 35 stories tall and weighed as much as a battleship. To add additional tonnage in the form of a lead barrier completely surrounding the crew members would have made it impossible for the vehicle to get off the ground. 
That is why the Soviets, though more advanced, only sent an unmanned probe to the moon. The Apollo spacecraft's narrowest shielding was less than one-eighth of an inch of light aluminum. In 1998, the space shuttle flew to an altitude of 350 miles, one of its highest altitudes ever, hundreds of miles below the beginning of a field of radiation that was so severe that the astronauts inside of their shielded spacecraft and inside of their shielded spacesuits saw flashes of light with their eyes shut that they described as shooting stars due to radiation penetrating first the shuttle's shielding, then their spacesuit shielding, then their skulls, and finally the retinas of their closed eyes. All right, so now we've got a little bit of science behind this entire theory that says there's the Van Allen radiation belt. How did the astronauts go through this without developing brain cancer or other other uh, physiological damage caused by the radiation? Especially when you heard how thin the Apollo craft's skin was. Makes no sense. But during a press conference with uh, Neil Armstrong and the crew of the Apollo mission that landed on the moon, a reporter asked a question about the stars. Listen to this. The answer? Not to talk about the stars. Ever. In their post-flight press conference, it was the only question to which Neil Armstrong responded with an absence of memory. When you looked up at the sky, could you actually see the stars and the solar corona in spite of the glare? We were never able to see stars from the lunar surface or on the daylight side of the moon by eye without looking through the optics. Uh, I don't recall during the period of time that we were photographing the solar corona what, what stars we could see. I don't remember seeing any. Years later, though, Michael Collins would remember seeing the elusive stars and wrote about them in Expeditions to the Moon. It seems his memory improved the older he got. So there you've got it. You've got astronauts who obviously were at a loss for words. Collins could not remember seeing any, and then later on, he did. Then you've got the photographs from the moon. You've got shadows that should be going the same way if it's from the same light source. However, there are photographs where you have two different sh shadows going two different ways, which means there are two separate light sources. Then, on one photo that was found in the NASA archives, the letter C was found on the side of a rock. Now, why would there be the letter C on the side of a rock on the moon. And how about the fact that there was no crater beneath the, uh, the, the rocket nozzle when the, uh, when the rocket landed or took off? How come? Makes no sense to me. How about you, XO Nation? Give me a call. one 877 That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. At one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. Now, was it the goal to fool the Soviet Union about the strategic capabilities of the United States during the height of the Cold War? Does deceit, greed, and injustice have anything to do with it? Well, if indeed it does, then a sad thing happened on the way to the moon, didn't it? Because 
Maybe we never went to the moon. Strange times. When you think about it, there are other photos that make no sense. Photos where the um, the markings that are used to calculate distances uh, between one point and another point seem to be misplaced. Well, one is behind one of the objects instead of in front of it. And if this was taken from the moon, then all these markings would be in front of the uh, objects, not behind. Makes no sense. one 877 That is toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. And then, and then, Bart Sabrell and his camera crew went out to uh, speak to different astronauts. They spoke to Michael Collins from Apollo 11. They spoke to Neil Armstrong from Apollo 11. John Young, who was on Apollo 10 and 16. Eugene Cernan, who was on Apollo 10 and 17. Alfred Warden, who was Apollo 15. Alan Bean, who was on Apollo 12. Uh, Edwin Buzz Aldrin, Jr., Apollo 11. And Edgar Mitchell from Apollo 14. And what he wanted to do is he just wanted to to ask them certain questions. For example, what effects did the Van Allen, uh, what effects did they feel as they passed through the Van Allen radiation belts? Uh, Do they remember seeing any stars while on the surface of the moon? How did they falsify photography of being halfway to the moon when they were really in low Earth orbit? Which astronaut, which astronauts refused to uh, swear on the Bible that they really were down on the moon? So who do we believe? NASA? Well, what do you mean they couldn't have perpetrated a hoax? It would have leaked out. Let's just remember the Manhattan Project. You know, there you had thousands of people working on the, the bomb, and it was one of the best kept secrets. So why couldn't a lunar conspiracy have been committed? Why not? It could. And I think it did. After all, if we could put a man on the moon several times and waste all this money, tons and tons and tons of money, how come we can't find an alternative fuel for a car here on this planet? Come on, something doesn't make sense. And why are we going to allow NASA to spend hard-earned taxpayer money to put man on the moon again? Feed the hungry here on this planet. How's the hungry? How's the homeless here on this planet? Put money into health care and education. That's what you should do. The moon is a dead planet. Let's solve the problems on this planet first before we go back out to outer space. My name's Rob McConnell, and this is The Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Lines are open at one 528 8255. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue the Exxon live from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. 
In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Lunar Conspiracy. That's what I'm talking about uh, this hour. We'll continue this uh, this conversation on the, to our final hour tonight. Is there a tie-in between the Lunar Conspiracy, the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, and uh, was Apollo 13 a PR hoax to bring the Americans and the world back to watching the, um, the Lunar Program? Let's go to Scarborough. Rob joining us now. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob, how's it going? It's going great, thanks. Yeah, I got a theory. Like, this is where fact and uh, reality mix in, like, fact and fantasy mm-hmm. mixes in. Uh, maybe they did send the rocket up, and it circled around the, uh, the Earth, mm-hmm. and then with the splashdown capsule, it, uh, when it came down back to Earth, but in between that time, it was all filmed at, when they were going on to uh, the moon. Well, this this is the theory. This is the theory that the telemetry that NASA was receiving was actually uh, pre-programmed telemetry, and that they were actually in Earth orbit all the time. In fact, on Bart Sabrell's uh, DVD, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, you can actually see uh, the crew of Apollo 11 staging part of their mission, uh, where they should be halfway uh, between Earth and the Moon, they're actually in Earth orbit, and you can actually see them perpetrating this hoax. And once again, if you'd like to get a copy of this DVD explanation, it's at moonmovie.com. Uh, the, the um, you know, I think that when you look at the price that was well, the the price tag that was on the first lunar mission, uh, Apollo 11, according to the um, the GOA. I'm sorry, the AOG, the Auditor General, uh, the Auditor General's office. They, you could have bought two million single dwelling homes, two million single dwelling homes with the amount of money that went into the Apollo 11 project. Uh-huh. 
Uh, now you tell that to a person who doesn't have a home. Uh-huh. Also, I read somewhere that the computer technology was likened to a Commodore 64. Mm-hmm. And, like, you would need something a little bit stronger than that just to even get to the moon and back. Well, I, I, I'm not sure about that because of the, uh, the computer technology that they had um, is, you know, I, I don't know, to be honest with you, Rob. Uh-huh. But... But what I can remember seeing uh, from those days was massive computer banks. And, you know, like, why didn't the Russians land on the moon if there was no danger of the Van Allen radiation belt being there? And why, why has this question been asked to astronauts about the Van Allen radiation belt and they don't know what it is? Huh. You know, the, these are just some of the questions that that I believe need to be answered, and I admire Bart Sabrell uh, for doing his two DVDs, uh, Astronauts Gone Wild, and A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. Very interesting stuff. Rob, we've got to take a break and uh, get on to the next hour, but we're going to continue this in hour number four, and I look forward to hearing from you back then. Thank you very much. Take care, Rob. Take care. 1-877-528-8255 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. When we come back from the news at the other side at six and a half minutes past, we'll be talking to Nina Hess about, are you ready for this? This one is going to be fun. A practical guide to monsters. Woo! From astronauts to monsters, here on the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. I'll be back after the news as we continue live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 